0: There he is. Hey.
1: Uh, how you doing, bro?
0: Good. This tech shit gets me every time.
1: Yeah. Took you a little longer this time.
0: I was, I was, uh, I was waiting for a request instead oh, no. of requesting. Yeah. I yeah. got
1: Yeah. I got, you. Yeah. I got it now. I've had this issue a couple times <laughs> with me trying to join someone. I had it with my boy Q at Dark Elements and then with Military Fresh Fitness or Army Fresh, one of those was on. I can't send a request to join or to have someone join me.
2: And oh.
1: It's weird. It says that on your end, like say that I tried to request or you tried to ask me to join you. It yeah. would tell you that I need to update my Instagram. Oh but, but I've I've updated everything. Like I've got auto updates, I've I gone to the better. app, I've done I'm like I I don't know, man must be my flip phone and it's not caught up.
0: Yeah, right. I'm about ready to go back. I'm about ready to go back to one of those.
1: Dude, I take it, man. I could work those things. Remember the three letters on one button?
0: It's called T9, sir.
1: Dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude, my th-
0: my thumbs were on fire.
1: Oh yeah. These the kids will never know what we're doing. You probably about.
0: pick it probably pick it right back up so fast, too.
1: Oh yeah. You get right back into it. Yep. So I like your background this week, dude.
0: Yeah, buddy. We got the podcast image there.
1: I like it. So and
0: my and my beautiful uh, whatever they call this shit on HGTV when you put wood on your wall to make it look old school. I don't know. My wife knows what it's called. I don't fucking remember.
1: I'll take your word. It's the closest. I office. call it
0: slat wall. I call it slat wall. That's not what it's supposed to be called. <laughs>
1: It's a DIY project, right? Yep, yep. As close as I can get. So how's the podcast going, man? Podcast's go- going
0: good, man. Like like episode episode three, four-ish is when like I finally got the audio in check, um, which I feel really good about because for the first three episodes, I was going through and for a full hour-long podcast, I would have to cut my microphone when I wasn't talking and cut his microphone when he wasn't talking. Okay. And that's a long-ass process. But what happened is we didn't have the mic set up right, and they were picking up feedback, and I had I had to adjust a bunch of shit because we're recording on a Mac. So you can't just plug two microphones into it. It has to go through an aggregate device and a bunch of mess. But got it all figured out now, and, it, and now it's good. Now it's like there's not a big echo. There's not shit going back and forth. So um, I feel like the content's been good the whole time, especially once we started taking the deep dives. Yeah. But – but it definitely it helped a lot to get the audio in check because it's just I mean it's two hours less editing that I have to do before I can fucking release the damn thing.
1: That's rough. Well, the final project, the final product sounds good though, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. It's just on my end, it's a lot better.
1: Yeah, because you were telling me this our last conversation, like, oh, the audio finally gets fixed. I'm like, dude, it sounds good. Like, I don't. Yeah. What are you, what are you talking yeah. about? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know what, you should like, if sound. you like, heard. Two hours.
0: Yeah, if you heard if you heard what it looked like or what it heard what it sounded like before I did all that, every time I would talk, it would be me talking and then an echo. You know, a, a half a second delay because of his microphone. That's how long it took my voice to get to his mic. Yeah. So my voice was recording in my mic and his mic, and the same same vice versa. So you
1: got all that, got all that buffed out finally.
0: Yeah, Yeah. So and I think the, I think the content's going well. I mean, we we flow good together, and we have. Enough differing opinions that it's not just an echo chamber, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, we keep each other a little bit
1: uh, on point. What's up, Q? What up, man? Yeah, that's one thing that we'll actually get to. I, I've actually got that written down on my notes side, uh, echo chamber, and it's even underlined. I I just finished, I think, episode three. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll get into some of that stuff, but uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going great. Uh, what episode are you guys on now?
0: So we record a week ahead of time. So tomorrow we'll be recording episode eight, but episode seven will come out on Sunday. Cause we don't, we don't want to get stuck in a point where one of us has gone on business and we can't record. And then we're just missing a week. Cause right now, yeah, you know, the people that are listening would understand, but when you grow to, when you, when you grow to a scalable level, you don't want to have, you don't want to be missing weeks. So we record a week ahead of time. So seven will come out this week, okay. um, but we'll, we'll, we'll be recording eight
1: total like for this segment uh we'll be no, we'll be recording number eight okay so how many do you guys have planned to do like for this for the squared away run uh,
0: so we're going to keep the we're going to keep the theme we're going to keep the theme going all the way through um start to involve uh guests but okay. then also but also keep the squared away theme with the guests and and Get dig dig deeper into what their four corners, you know, what they're doing to better themselves in their four corners, whether it's spiritual, physical, mental, or emotional. Um, but then also take like, you know, maybe every other podcast or every third podcast. I, I really like to keep taking the deep dives because I think that it gives it gives the listeners really actionable things that they can that they can do something with, not just listening to two guys sit around and talk, you know.
1: Yeah, because it, it, it's not just the 30,000-foot view. You do. You yeah. go into it, and you break it apart. You peel the layers back. You go into uh, what, it, what it actually is, not just the, oh, yeah, these things are great. Uh, they're good for you. You know, go do them.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, okay, the, like I, I always talk about this because Martin's, Martin's very religious. He's, he's Christian. I am more, I guess, for the lack of a better term, spiritual. Um, and I think a lot of stories that have been handed down throughout time stories were handed down because that's how you taught lessons is through stories. You didn't teach lessons by saying, you know, and the best example that I use is like, if you look at your kid and tell them not to lie, all right, they might listen. They might not probably not, but it's a lot more impactful if you tell them the story of the boy who cried wolf. Right. And why is that? Because stories put across points. And so that's what I like about taking the deep dives is like, we can get a lot of actionable advice out there, but also like, this is what I did and how I implemented this into my life. And this is how Martin implemented this into his life. And he's got a lot more, you know, he's a few, few years uh, on the backside of the hill from me, but uh, he's got a little more life experience.
1: Well, I think that that's good too, going along with that, especially after you've stepped in crap before and you've made the mistakes and you've learned from them and then you've moved on. When you can share that real world, real life experience of, Hey, I screwed up because of these things. These things contributed to me screwing up in this fashion. I realized that these are the steps I took to fix it. And these are the things you can do to avoid it.
0: Yeah. And and even if, so even if you don't avoid it, even if you find yourself in the same shit puddle that I found myself into, it, it feels good to know that you're not the only dumbass that made that mistake. Right. Like to yeah. be able to commiserate, like, all right, other people have been here before. They've gotten out of it. I can get out of
1: it. Yeah. And you're going to remember that a lot better when you actually step in that pile of crap rather than just yeah. about the guy that did. Yeah. When And that's just the analogy I would always use to my guys when I'd be briefing my team or my squads or whatever. It's like, if you think you're about to step in crap, you call and let me know. Like, if you think you're about to get in it, just let me know and I can do my best to help you know figure it out. But that's great and all. But yeah, man, the best lesson is when you get – that stinky crap in between every little crevice of your shoe and you got to clean it out. You remember that.
0: Yep. I was just talking to a buddy this week who works in a machine shop and he was talking about all the lessons that he's learned. (laughs) You got to, you got to write code to get the machine to go. And he didn't write the code for the machine to come back out. So it literally just ripped a giant, like thousand pound roll of steel off of this machine. And so he had to go in, fix the machine. It was, it was a full day process. And his manager came over. He's like, what happened? He told him, he goes, bet you won't do that again, <laughs> right? Like, it wasn't even mad. It's just, like, yeah. we know, like, you're going to learn some lessons here.
1: So, first on that machinist, dude, because my grandpa, my mom's side was a machinist. And, like, their mistakes, like, he was missing, like, tips of his fingers and this you and know, that. He, and lost,
0: he lost the tip of his finger the other day.
1: Yeah, they, they yeah. don't forget their lessons when they have to look at their stuff like that. The rest of yeah, yeah. Like, this is a big one that I remember. From, uh, I guess, just the lesson learned. Like, I was less than 10 years old. Uh, I know this for a fact because we're still living in Texas. I don't know. I was maybe, like, maybe eight, six, seven, eight years old. We're out back for some reason, and I'm, like, sawing for the first time. You know, just a regular little little saw doing this number. And you notice where my hand is at. Uh (laughs) And my dad's just standing there. My dad's just standing there watching. And I'm just going along. So, of course, the saw jumps out boom, cuts my finger. And he was like, yeah, I was waiting on you to do that. (laughs) Like, like, wait, thanks, prick. I'm this single digit age kid, and my immediate thought is like, if you knew I was going to do it, why'd you let me? Like, you're standing there waiting for your child, for this fragile little soft-fingered kid to cut his finger. But I tell you what, that was all going on 35 years ago, and I still remember it like it was that. Yeah. You still got the scar? Uh I don't, dude, I got so many, like, small I, scars on my fingers. I still got
0: the scar from the same thing, whittling. Whittling yeah. at, at your fucking finger. Like, who yeah. come on, dumbass. Oh, yeah, fucking shit yeah. it right off.
1: Well, I remember how, like, that was traumatic for me, dude, like being that little yeah. kid. So I think now, though, with my kids, because my boys are seven and nine, I think my approach, I'd be kind of a mix of what we've been talking about. I may tell them, almost like the brief beforehand, because I'm just kind of used to that. And you like, hey, when you're doing this, blah, 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 make sure the hand's out of the way, because I'm already preaching safety to him and stuff. So I may tell him, but if he puts that hand up there, then I'm going to be like, I told you, man, yep. Like, kind of yep. wait on it, and then that's how yeah. you're going to learn.
0: One of the, the, the two biggest things that I've learned from, and I've read a ton of, of books, because when I was going to have kids, I was really like, I wanted to do it right. I didn't want to just skate through it like a lot of people do. And, right. and the biggest thing is you got to let them make their mistakes, but feel safe enough that they go out, that they go out of their comfort zone to make those mistakes, you know, and that, and those are the two big things. Like they have to feel safe, yeah. but they have to make the mistakes. And then after they make the mistakes, it's learning the lessons from the mistakes, which we're we're still shitty at as, as adults, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like y- y- how many times have you, have you, you know, fucked up yourself at the gym and then you do the same thing.
1: Oh yeah. You know, we, the week later. Yeah, and you knew you were going to do it like Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think a big thing with me, though, you're absolutely right, but I would just add on to that with that feeling comfortable and feeling safe. Like, I want them to be able to screw up on their own but feel safe enough to come and let me know.
0: Yeah, and we, we, do, that, we do that with the kids. Like, if you let me know that something happened, it's yeah. going to be a lot less of a problem than if I have to find out something happened.
1: Very similar last time my little dudes were here for spring break. It just seemed like so many times at first, like within the first 48 hours, it's just like boom, boom, boom. Like all these messes and things like that, That things that we work on, you know what I mean? Like in the bathroom, if you're a dude, it's like you need to aim you know, and this and that and mess, yeah. clean up after yourself, general human, you know, things. And I got to tell my nine-year-old, he's so funny. I told him, it's like, look, it's all right to make a mess. It's okay to make a mess. Everybody makes a mess. It's not okay to not say anything or not tell me about it. Like you said, it's like if I find that mess on my own without you guys telling me and you know you did it, like that's a different story, then you make it a mess and coming to get me. Yeah. My nine year old's like, Oh, you should write that down, Dad. That's really good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a bum I'm writing a book. But you yeah. you assholes got you assholes gotta
0: turn out good, otherwise my book's useless.
1: Yeah. We're not, <laughs> yeah, they're all gonna end up in the garage. Right? So we had a great talk last time. Let's pick up on that. Um, yeah. If you didn't catch it last time, you're not sure. This is my man, Paul, from uh, Urban Savage. He's been doing a podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm listening to it on Spotify right now. Uh, it's called Squared Away. Yep. And, and it's great, man. I love how you guys talk about, too, the four pillars, the physical, spiritual, emotional, mental. Uh, it's cool. Each episode, you kind of do a check-in. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, hey, how you doing physically? How you doing? you know, spiritually, mentally? So that's really cool, man. I like that. Um we got up to the growth mindset.
0: Yeah, growth yeah. mindset. So the the book is the book is called Growth Mindset. It's Carol Dweck who wrote it. Who was she was on the introductory level, like the 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 real early stages of all this research between the two different mindsets, and she was. Uh, the pillars are the it's the four corners being squared away. So it's it's your what you're doing emotionally for your um, improving yourself mentally improving yourself, physically improving yourself, and spiritually improving yourself. And we go through and and, and cover what we're doing. And, and then each week we try to take a deep dive into something in one of those four corners, but it just kind of covers all around um, perpetual improvement. Um, but, it's, real so, easy,
1: it's real easy to excel in one or two, especially easy yeah. to excel in one or two, and then three is tougher to keep all four of them together. You know, I think that's why it is. It's staying squared away with the four pillars just holding you all the way up. So it's,
0: yeah. And it's, and it's keeping the ball, you know, it's, it's making sure that like, for me, the biggest thing was like, all right, every week we could come in and I could, I could spout off what I was doing mentally. I could spout off what I was doing physically. Emotionally, I got two girls, you know, three women in my house. So that's <laughs> always fine. But like the spiritually I was lacking on. And, and for me, like my meditation practice really, really is important. And I just, I, it, through COVID and, and, you know, no, no excuses. I just lost the habit of doing it. Well, just doing this podcast got me back on my meditation practice and, and the podcast this last week. So the hope that drops on Sunday goes through a lot of the science of meditation and like the laundry list of, um, I mean, it helps with anxiety, ADHD. It's been shown to cause, you know, to reduce stress and a million different things that you would never even think like ADHD who would think that, that Hmm. meditation could help that. But um, anyway, so the Carol Dweck, the book mindset. So she, she gets into doing a lot of the research um, that she did as a doctoral student on the difference between a growth and a set mindset and uh, or not set growth versus fixed mindset. Okay. So the fix, a fixed mindset example um, would be somebody that thinks that like strength intelligence. Um, all these things are, are basically an an innate, uh, quality. Like you, you either have them or you don't. And a growth mindset is I may not be the smartest, but I can gain more knowledge. I may not be the strongest, but I can always get stronger. And eventually I will be, you know, the strongest or, or whatever. And, and it seems really like, um, Childish, right? At the top, it's like super simple, like oh yeah, that duh, that makes sense. But then she gets into like the extreme depths of it, like the differences in the internal biases. So we all have internal biases. They they took they so they went in and they they did these studies where they brought in um African American males, African American females, um Caucasian males, Caucasian females, and then I think Hispanic males and Hispanic females. And it was a simple test. It was nothing, nothing hard. It was, but but it was a it was a math test. And so they separated them out into all these groups. And then they opened up with um, so they had a, a group of a black women and a, two groups of black women. And for this group, one group they would say, "This is the test. You have so much time to do it. Go ahead." The other group they would say, um, "You have more time than the men because um, African American women have harder time." And they, so they would they would prime them right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they got all this done in these big groups. And what they figured out is that when they primed the groups, whether it was male versus female or races against each other, not against each other, but races and, and lack of skill, um, when they primed them, they did worse. When they didn't prime them, they did fine. Yeah. They they did even. Well, the the, the big kicker here is they also, weeks before this, did a um, mindset study and then separated all these people out into fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Mm-hmm. The people that had a growth mindset were had zero difference in the test scores between being primed and not being primed. Appreciate your reality check. Yeah. And so, like, that's a big deal when you when you when you your own internal biases made made you. Perform worse on a test. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you had a growth mindset, that internal bias did nothing. And
1: yeah, that's real easy. I mean, I, I've talked about a lot. I'm sure you have any anything in any of these realms of getting better. It's like we are, we are one of our own worst enemies. We get on our way all the time, and it's very easy to do all types of bias. So I guess after hearing that, it makes me wonder. My question is if you find yourself in the fixed mindset and you can realize that being self-aware, Hey, I'm fixed mindset. How can you go from the fixed to the growth mindset?
0: So the first step of changing is being self-aware. Yeah. It's being, it's being and that, that is she's, she, she breaks it down to like the exact steps. I would have to look it up again as to the exact steps, but the biggest step is being aware of the mindset, yeah. being aware of your, of your voice or, or a lot of people call it your, your ego but the internal voice and, and how it talks to you about a problem. So I'm encountering, I'm encountering this test. I'm encountering this problem. I'm encountering this challenge. Now, most people or a majority of people, their voice just talks, and they either think well about the problem or they think poorly about the problem. But even if you think poorly about the problem, if you register that you're thinking poorly about the problem, you can grab it and you can be like, oh, well, I can get through this. And that right there is the biggest step to going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset.
1: Yeah. we talk about that a lot in the military resilience program, the master resiliency program in the army. We teach that once a quarter with a lot of the other stuff. And that's almost a worn out phrases. You have to be self aware to self regulate. Yeah. It goes along with being resilient. I mean, you have to be, like you said, that voice is going, you got to listen to it first and be like, okay, I know that these are some things that are going to make me do well, not do well, make me mad. I I'm trying to avoid the, using the word trigger because it's so watered down these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But thank you.
0: Cued. We'll say cued.
1: Perfect. Thank you. I know these things cue me for certain actions. I'm aware of that, so let's regulate it.
0: Yeah. And to bring it back to the to bring it back to the four corners, the meditation, what the meditation does is the meditation actually separates the time from stimulus, so whatever that problem is, Mm -hmm. to the time that the ego tells you what it thinks you should be doing, or the internal voice starts talking to you, and so that what that does is that that separates it separates the church and state, it's, and it gives you a half a second or a second or whatever that time frame is in your mind to actually realize that you're you're thinking negatively about this problem, and and that is just like it's like it's like a push up or a bicep curl or whatever. It's it's the the meditation creates that mind the ability to change that mindset or at least be aware of that mindset.
1: It sounds like to prevent you from acting emotionally or reacting yes. emotionally. Yes. That first thing, that cueing event, whatever it is, you want to, you want to not snap out, but you want to, your reflexes is, is your, to react off of your emotion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the the Marines picked it up as far as, you know, so the meditation book that I just finished was called 10% Happier. Um, that's Dan Harris, who some some of you guys might know, he had like, Two on-screen live um, panic attacks on like Good Morning America. Like, so he was a war reporter, came back, was treating his body poorly, mm-hmm. and then had these had these panic attacks. Well, he gets into meditation and figures it out, and over the long run, separates the spirituality away from the meditation and just gets to like the meat and the potatoes of the meditation. But he mm-hmm. talks about he he interviewed he interviewed Marines that um, these high up Marines that were teaching it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. or or perhaps meditation has the same mechanisms as religion
1: reality check says
0: perhaps religion not meditation can center oneself
1: yep and and everything in moderation i agree i think that's why you have the four pillars they've got to be the same height the same strengths the same thing to keep you know all four you can't You can't rely on the meditation over everything else Um, but if you if your spirituality is stronger that does more for you than the meditational thing right now then that's perfect yeah as you develop you know as you develop something they're gonna get better if you don't have you never meditate i don't i don't do that much i've done things like it um but if you ask me right now dude that that strength is low because i haven't practiced it yeah Uh, and I mean, personally, spiritually, is fairly weak right now. I'm not practicing how I need to. So those pills are fairly weak. I would know I would need to work on them. So I yeah. would lean on the other things. Um, probably my emotional, which is kind of stronger. I lean on my emotion to help get my spirituality up. Or I yeah. lean on the mental to get that up. So I think um, everything is relative. I, I think that may make sense to reply to that um, reality check. I don't know. Let me know what you think. But, yeah.
0: Well, and, and so so realistic, when, when, so – when you get into a lot of the actual structural changes in the brain that happen from meditation, Mm -hmm. when they study, when they study regular um, religious practitioners, it it creates a lot of the same growth of gray matter in the certain parts of the brain that meditation does. So theoretically it can create a lot of the same um, benefits, but without, and it doesn't mean that it's bad, but without that part
1: of it. So we got is one pillar more important than the other or all the same? And which pillar No. I I think that they I think that they all play different
0: yes, yeah, so at different times in your life, different ones are gonna be very are gonna be much more important, right? But it's gonna be very personal and it's gonna be very time sensitive to, you know, what is important in your life right now. Because, you know, if if depending on what you're what you're trying to improve, um, are you physically working on a goal then the physical pillar is going to be much more but do you know that you're you know you're mentally uh weak you want to get more intelligent you want to get smarter you want to be able to hold your conversations better then the mental would be more important so i think it really is is goal dependent per person um and i think most people struggle with i think most people probably struggle with the spiritual the most
1: i would think so too i was kind of trying to think of that while you were Replying, um, but but I don't know that would just be my perspective. I would think that, but I guess it kind of depends on the circles you run with,
0: yeah, 100%.
1: Those that you surround yourself with, um, I mean, if you
0: look if you look around, realistically, most people have a hard time with the physical. If you look around, you know, the if you look around the United States and and the issues that we have,
1: yeah, I don't think a lot of us kind of think about that in in our circles, how we talk, especially because Q, uh, is the one that asked that he has dark elements, you know, the supplement lab we at work with Gorilla gang and Mike Leal and you and, you know, BC and a lot of guys, yeah. we just fitness in working out is just part of our lifestyle. Yeah. You know, we need that as much as anything else, but I think it's a huge problem. Um, it, especially in our country, um, the, the softness and lack of physical fitness across the board. So, uh, so
0: physical, physical fitness, I think like physical fitness, Is important, but being healthy is totally separate. Yeah, I think you know what I think because, I mean, I'm I'm working with one guy right now that's down forty pounds, and he hasn't stepped foot in the gym.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, but he's a lot healthier at this weight than he was forty pounds ago. Right. He might not be strong. He might not be physically fit, but he is healthier. So, like getting getting that part in check might even be easier because I mean, let's face it if you if you're overweight. And you start weight training, you're going to get fucking hungry. And if you, if you haven't built up the habits, the, the
1: eating habits and the, and the ability to be able to deal with being hungry,
0: then you're just going to eat more and it's not, you're not going to get the benefit from it.
1: So let me ask you this then, after talking about this, say that somebody heard about the four pillars, hey, I like that, the physical, spiritual, emotional, mental. Is there a way that you can kind of do a self-diagnostic check? Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, I'm sure, I'm, yeah, no, I'm sure. But, you know, are you, first first of all, you're going to have to be able to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And how many people How many people do you think can, are that honest with themselves where they can look at themselves and go, you know, I mean, we all can look and say I'm not happy with myself physically right here. But right. how many people can go, you know, I'm not happy with how I'm able to hold myself in conversation. I need to get more intelligent. I'm going to start reading more books, asking more asking more questions, doing, listening to more podcasts or spiritually, I am a wreck. I am going to, you know, I'm going to look into Buddhism, Christianity, meditation, whatever, you know? So I mean, I don't know how many people are able to be that honest with themselves, but really, I mean, you could kind of just write them down on a, you know, what was a SWAT, right? strengths and weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? Ooh, pulled that out of fucking (laughs) 10th grade. I haven't done one of those
1: since 10th grade. I wasn't sure where that Uh, was going, but you played it out. Good job.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a a strength and weaknesses analysis for each of the four corners. And I think that you would easily be able to diagnose like, oh, shit, I got to do some work over here.
1: But I think that one of the first things you mentioned is the biggest point is you got to get ego out of the way. Um, Yeah. I don't know if it was you and I that talked about it before. Another one of those things I've talked about so much is ego, we get in our own way. Our ego gets in our own way. And it, it's so easy. I think it was you and I that talked about it last time. It's like I'm real good at talking myself in or out of just about anything that I want to. Yeah, It's real easy to rationalize something that you want to. You may know you shouldn't, but you can't. So, I, again, I think putting ego fully aside, if you're fortunate enough to have um, some people, a person, people in your life that you have that mutual respect and you can maybe ask them what their perspective is. Yeah. Don't ask them what they think or what they think you're low on or this or that, but just ask them for their perspective. Yeah. That may give you some insight.
0: Yeah, that could definitely help. And, and having people that are that are able to actually have that conversation with you.
1: Yeah. Yep, and yeah, that's a key thing is talking to the right people. Yeah, and being able to have dialogue, not just a response, and then going back to that whole um, queuing event where it's like, "Bitch, I don't like what you said." <laughs> you know? Or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Or, um, or you know, and and also be able to, and also being able to wade through, you know, the type of person that you ask. You know, you might have somebody that you might have somebody that you ask that you really are good friends with and you trust their word, but also like you Know maybe they're a little bit off on this thing, so you're
1: you know, yeah, or thereby you go back into you fall into bias again, they're gonna be biased towards something, yeah, or yeah, so that's a good point. Um, all right, let's move on a little bit. Uh, in my guest last week, we were supposed to talk about my man Kenny with first form, uh, we were supposed to talk about responsibility, but it actually ended up turning into accountability, okay. And you and I kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, so say that you've decided, hey, I want to do a, a diagnostic check. What we'll does just use this for example, uh, the check on the four you know, pillars? Um, how can you hold yourself accountable for things? Or do you – okay, first off, let me ask you this. Do you see responsibility equaling accountability? Do you see them playing off each other?
0: Playing off each other, yeah. Equaling, I don't think so. Okay. Um I think that responsibility is what you have to start doing something, whatever that action would be. Whereas accountability is like looking back and saying, I didn't do that right. Or I didn't even try hard enough. Or you know what I mean? Like yeah, respons- responsibility is, is, is present. Accountability is past, in my opinion.
1: I like that in reality check. I, I saw that will come to you in a second. I like that. But then how can you say, so I'm using my, instead of my pointer, I'm using my pencil a lot tonight. Yeah. that's okay. How can you use knowing that then? How could you be proactive with keeping yourself accountable in the future?
0: So accountability is a weird thing, right? Because like, if you have a growth mindset, you understand that you're going to fuck up and you don't hold, you hold yourself accountable, but you also don't like beat yourself down because it's like, How many people do you know that are like, oh, I had, I ate like shit yesterday. And then they fall off their diet and fucking never go back.
1: Very easy. Right. Because they're holding,
0: because they're holding themselves, not, not too accountable, but they're like being too hard on themselves for fucking up. Like we all fuck up. We're all fuck ups. Like I fuck up all the time. Yeah. You know? And so like, I think accountability and responsibility, you know, one of the biggest things is like, and somebody sent me this this week is like they've studied people that are like super, super responsible and like get all the shit done and they're highly, highly achieving. And they don't necessarily have any more of a, we're going to call it willpower, but on a way longer conversation than this around a few drinks, I will get into like, I don't think willpower is even a thing. Um, But they don't have more of some sort of innate willpower they engineer their lives so that they don't have to make big drastic changes or they don't have to say no to fucking sweet treats every single day. They don't have to like, you know what I mean? They engineer their life so that they're doing the things that
1: they want to do to accomplish the goals they want to accomplish. And it's just easy. You know what that made me think of? Did I need to read again? The engineering, I'm sure you're familiar with good old Jocko. (laughs) I got it right up there. (laughs) Discipline equals freedom. Discipline equals freedom. Uh, I'm sure most of the people that are listening right now, you know who Jocko is. Uh, you listen to him in the future. If you haven't heard him, uh, check him out. Uh, that's a big group. commander. But that book, Discipline Equals Freedom, is basically doing exactly what you just talked about. It's it's a basically a textbook. It's a manual to tell you how to engineer your life for success. Yes. It's how it reads. Yeah. Very that's, what, that's,
0: what I, that's what I tell people. If I, if, I have, if I have the shit in front of me, I'm gonna like I'm gonna partake. Mm-hmm. I engineer my life so that I don't have shitty food. Yeah. I engineer my life so like I don't have to get up and go. Oh, should I go to the gym? No, I go to the fucking gym yeah. these days. These gotcha. are the days that I go.
1: And when you have that mindset, it, I've gone through phases of that. Right, been real good. We're gonna we got a few comments that will come up to um, to catch up. But yeah, way back in the day when I was first getting married uh, and she moved down there to move in, it was like, how do you not eat sweets all the time? How do you avoid? Sweets and all this like I don't bring it in the apartment yeah that's how I do it because I know that if yep. it's in here I'm gonna find it at two in the morning or I'm gonna yep. find it at some point so I don't bring it in the house Yeah, it's as simple it really is as simple as that um, so uh
0: neuroscientists that have studied um decision making
1: mm-hmm.
0: decision making is is structurally finite in your brain you only have like so much decision making power Mm -hmm. And so if you engineer your life so that you don't need to make those hard decisions, not to have the sweet treat. Oh, should I go to the gym? Like there's no decisions to be made. You have a lot more mental decision-making power when you need it. And they've done like, have you ever heard of the marshmallow study? I have. They they did like marshmallow studies with kids and, and, or no, sorry. It wasn't that, that wasn't that same study. They, they had these put these people through these big decision-making processes and the, and then they put another group through a really easy decision-making process. And then after the, after the interview, they just had a plate of cookies out. And that was the actual study, was the plate of cookies that was out and how many cookies got eaten.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: the the groups that had way harder decision-making processes ate, like, double or 50% more cookies than the groups that had the easy decision-making process. Hmm. So, but they, they had no idea that that was
1: part of the study, but that was the right. actual study, was, yeah, was yeah. the cookies at the end. yeah. I had heard about that. I forget why, but that's interesting. Um, let's catch up on some of these. What reality check. Thanks for your interaction, man. Um, this is a few minutes ago. He said, I find that when I mentally at my lowest point in my life, giving back by volunteering has helped me immensely. Um, I agree. I've done yeah. a lot of volunteer work, too. I mean, it makes sense. Um, and that's good. I appreciate you sharing. Because uh, when you get low mentally, it's rough, dude. And you're, I've been in those points, dark times, where I kind of just feel alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're struggling by yourself. So that is a great way to do it, is not only are you going to help other people by volunteering um, and you're going to help yourself. So whatever you're into, dude, you can volunteer like anywhere. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have, people think volunteering, it doesn't have to be a soup kitchen Sunday mornings with a ladle. You can grab
0: a garbage bag and go pick up fucking garbage at the park. You can it doesn't do even need to be, it doesn't need to be structured. Just yeah. it's, 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 it's any selfless act. It's yeah. selfless acts. It's selfless acts that help other people. Yeah. and, and what it does, it really, I mean, I think it really does. It kind of connects you. It connects you to hum- humanity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it can be structured, too. Like, I used to, I went through a phase where I would run a lot of 5Ks, 10Ks, triathlons, things like that. And I did them mostly for fun and to kind of keep myself accountable a little bit with the drinking Friday nights and things. But um, I would just do them to have fun. And every time I could, because there was a the hunt they need a ton of volunteers for that stuff. Yeah. Just people to stand on certain roads, say, hey, go that way. This and that. So I would do, uh, I would make it a point to try to high five like every volunteer I could. Um, go out and be a part of that. You don't have to be a runner to be a volunteer in those things. No. Go volunteer yeah. It gets you out there, gets you it gets you out of the
0: something, fucking something. house. Hey. Yeah.
1: Go out there and now you're volunteering and you're supporting other people. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then when we were talking about accountability, that's a good point too. Accountability partner, uh, someone you respect and trust. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I'd, I'd read a long time ago and kind of put into practice is once you decide you want to do something and have that plan for it, that's when you talk about it. I yeah. right people. You can have that accountability partner like, hey, man, hey, Paul, I've decided, you know, I want to have my book done by December. In order yeah. to do that, I need to hit these benchmarks. I'm letting yep. you know so you can help keep me accountable. That doesn't yep. mean I'm putting it all on you. If I don't do it, it's still on me. It's like, dude, why didn't you make me finish my – no, that's – no.
0: No, but when somebody shoots a text, like how is that last chapter coming? And you're like, fuck, I haven't even started. Like that calls your ass into check.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because then you can be like, hey, dude, you told me this is what you wanted. Do you want it or not? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's a great point, man, Um, having that accountability partner. Uh, my boy Dustin here, I have to maintain measurable, this is good, I have to maintain measurable and attainable short and long-term goals. If I don't, I'll be a lazy couch potato, and one of my level of fitness is subpar, everything follows. Yeah, short, measurable, attainable goals going towards a long-term goal are great.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, some sort of progression, right? Like, I, I think we yes. talked about this on the, last, on the last live, but like, if you're not moving forward, you're your effort is lackluster. Even if you're just trying to maintain, even if you're literally, I look great. I feel great. My lifts are good. I'm just going to try to maintain Mm -hmm. without, without having that, that progression, your effort becomes lackluster and you usually go backwards. Yeah.
1: And it's the same with me. Everything follows. My physical is down. My mental's down. Spiritual's down. My emotional's down. So for me, yeah. Being self-aware, I know that, all follows my my physical as well. That's just for me. Yeah, I think my boy Q stepped out, but uh, he uses his physical pillar uh, to bring up his mental. That's good. I, and that kind of actually, that's what I just said in a sense. Uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks for stopping by, Q. Yeah, so, and it
0: clean it cleans every, it cleans everything up. It keeps your mind flowing a lot better. It keeps your mind a lot cleaner.
1: It doesn't. I noticed. I, I notice my diet
0: really fucks that up. Like <laughs> if I'm if I'm if my diet is off, my brain is not functioning properly.
1: And I feel like crap physically. And yeah. we talked about that before. So that's a good segue into cleaning up. Let's talk about decluttering.
0: Decluttering.
1: I just listened to this episode. I just listened to you guys deep dive into that. That was really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Decluttering is an interesting thing because I have never been like I'm, I live my life like how you've ever skied, snow skied. I snowboarded a few times so so you're, you're you're not really in control you're kind of in you're in control but it's controlled chaos right like i'm going down the hill i can stop but i'm not stopping immediately right. i can turn but i'm not turning immediately yep. like so that's kind of how i that's kind of how i've always lived right mm-hmm. well my wife is like if this room has got shit in it i cannot even function and that has been a really big thing that's helped me over time is kind of adopting a lot of that and, and trying to keep, Now, I still have my, my garage workbench is still a pile of shit, you know, but (laughs) I get so much more done when it's not, you know, but the decluttering everything and Martin really went deep into the decluttering as far as decluttering with the people and, and the shit filter, you know,
1: that's the first thing that I wrote down. That was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. So when we talk about decluttering, um, it it was, it's in a larger sense. It's, yes. Um, metaphorically literally it's in every sense it's not just yes. cleaning up your workspace directly no no uh, but that was my favorite thing first thing i get written down it's even in quotes a shit filter
0: yes i love and that. and i think the the biggest thing with your shit filter right is like if you think about a filter just think about a pool filter right <laughs> so that pool filter is there and it's the perfect size right all those little holes in there the microscopic holes are the perfect size for the water and the chemicals that you want to stay in to go through but everything else gets stuck. Mm-hmm. So if you have no if you have no idea what you're trying what you're trying to get through, Ooh. then your shit filter then your shit filter is going to be lacking. That's so good. first first you have to have your your goals that you're trying to achieve in life. It doesn't it doesn't need to be physically, mentally whatever. Whatever you want out of life because we mm-hmm. only get, you know, we only get so many Years. And then when we're yeah. done, we're done. You don't get another shot. Like, oh, I wish I would have done it better last time. Like we're mm-hmm. fucking toast. Right. Yeah. And so if whatever you want out of this thing, this thing that we have, these 50 years you have left or 40 years you have left, whatever you want out of that, once you figure that out, then your shit filter becomes so much easier because is it helping or is yeah. it harming? So you
1: designed that. I like that. I didn't even catch that last time. I had a whole bunch of notes from that. Account. I
0: just did. I just designed that. Off the, I just thought about that off the top of my head.
1: That was good. That's key. You need to figure out what you want. You need to, you need to reflect because you're building your own filter. Yes. And you're designing your own filter to let. So a lot of times it's, we're so good again at self-sabotage. Yes. And, and things like that. So that's a great point, man. Figure out what you want and then build your filter appropriately. Yeah. Because you decide what you let through, um, but this I really liked also is kind of on a more positive note. Um, what fills your bucket? Yes, I like that too.
0: Yeah, because because the you know your your bucket your bucket is everybody know everybody knows what pisses them off. Everybody knows what they don't like about people. But <laughs> do you know do you know what you get done doing and you feel good? You feel accomplished. You feel like you've had a great six hours, five hours, day, whatever. Do you know what that is? Because a lot of people have no fucking idea what that is. Like Mm -hmm. they get home from work and they don't necessarily feel accomplished, whether it's a mindset thing is a lot of those people. It's not even the work that they're doing. It's how they think about their work. Um, But do you know what it is? And you have to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for, for me, for me, it's, it's, accomplishing hard things Mm -hmm. it's seeing my family grow and mature and develop um see as a parent when you see your kids embody something that you've been doing for years or trying to teach for years but they've never really like never really seem like they're listening (laughs) but then but then they'll come home from school and they'll be like Oh, so and so was talking about this, and I and I and I said like, "Hey, this and this," and it's like, "Oh shit!" Like you got that from me like five years ago. Like that feels good. You that's that. yeah. You fucking, <laughs> I helped. I did you. I made you. Yeah.
1: So like that's that's my bucket, right? And so how did, how did you figure those things out?
0: Well, being self aware again. Yeah. Right. That's what that's what it comes like. What what makes you feel happy? Right. Like, what do you get done with? Do you feel actually happy? Usually it's not material things. Right. Some people, some people it is. Usually it's not.
1: And they don't last, though. You can have it. You can have a temporary sense of fulfillment from that. But it's not so
0: so sex, alcohol, drugs, material. Those are all those are all the hedonic treadmill. You have one. You get used to it. You need the next one. You have, you have, you know, you have this partner, you need a hotter partner. You have this car, you need a faster car. You yeah. have, you know, you have this much of a drug, you need more of it, or whatever. Yeah. And so that's the hedonic treadmill. It's, you know, hedonistic, but it's, you're constantly going and not actually going anywhere. Yeah. Um, family is a lot of it, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean blood family, but your, your, your tribe. Yeah. You know, your, your, yeah. your small group of people and, spending time with them. And, and that's so, so important for so many people.
1: Yeah. And if you're not aware of what fills your bucket already, um, it, you said it, dude, the biggest thing is you got to be self aware and that's tied into, I, I didn't even have that on any of my notes tonight, but that ties into just about everything we're talking about. You yeah. got to be aware uh, of not only what cues your anger. Thank you for that one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is fulfilling? What makes you happy? Yeah. What gets you fulfillment. that?
0: Fulfillment. We, where, does it, where does your fulfillment come from? And, yeah. if, you can, and, if, you, and if you look back at, and you, you sit down and you lay down in bed tonight and you start actually thinking and you're like, all right, what fulfills me? Mm-hmm. And if you start to think back and you go over the last days, the last weeks, and there's nothing there, then that's a big fucking red flag.
1: It is. But it's not something you can't work past. It is. It no, is.
0: no, no. I'm just saying it's a big red flag, like a big fucking shining light. Like this is something you need to work on.
1: Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's
0: a big it's a big spotlight showing what you need to work on.
1: Yes. Exactly. So start trying things again. Again, um, start with volunteer work. Start anywhere. We've talked about this before. Try things. Uh, yeah. Changing goals. Uh, when does that happen? Positively. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't think I got that either. Uh, elaborate on that, please. Reality check. Um, yeah. Start start with volunteer work. Find a starting point. It doesn't matter what. Yeah, it is. just
0: just just do something. Do something. It's not gonna be on your phone. You're not gonna get the you're not gonna find any sort of fulfillment on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna find you're not gonna find fulfillment on Netflix.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: It's usually it's people it's accomplishing hard tasks. You know, you listen, everybody listens to Joe Rogan, right? Fucking hundred million listens for everything. Right. You hear him talk about, you hear him talk about their, their hunt on Kodiak Island off the, off the coast of Alaska. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was a fuck, I think it was six days of just dead straight rain. shit hated every second of it. Yeah. But guess what? That's the fucking
1: story you tell. That's when you get home and you're like, oh, God, I love life. (laughs) You don't get it from the easy shit? Oh, yeah. Some of my best times in the military were after they're over and it's like, dude, when you're going through it, it sucks. It's miserable. It's the worst terrible thing you've ever done in your life. Why did I make you questioning every decision you made in life? But then once you're done and clean and fed and not cold and all these other things, you look back on it, it's like, dude, that was great. Yeah, that was the best times of my life. Those people, especially if are going through those with people, the people you are going through with, it's amazing. And you've developed yeah. these connections. That's another great one that I that I like is having that connection with people, you yeah. know, and you gain those through those just shitty times. That, yeah. Then you look back and it's like, that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so he elaborated a little bit. Appreciate it. When is your bucket full?
0: I don't think your bucket's ever full. I think the bucket I think the, the the bucket has got holes, right? Because we all have to do shit that we don't really like. Yeah. You know, it it's it's just it's part of life. You have to fucking you're going to you're going to encounter people, you're going to have to deal with people unless you live, you know, with your dog in a in a cabin in the woods. You're going to encounter people that you don't fucking like. So there yeah. your bucket's always leaking a little bit. There's always some shit leaking out of your bucket. So constantly fill it and man, if your if your bucket is is getting to the top then you're fucking doing a really good job, like you're enjoying life, you're getting the most out of out of the hours
1: in your day, so that actually brings me to my next point is what causes the leaks
0: What causes the leaks? Yeah. fucking stupid people usually <laughs> just most of the time it's just it's just egos people's egos people's yeah. egos people's people's self importance, you know everybody everybody being selfish thinking that they're what they know is the only way it's yeah. generally most most of the leaks come from people everyone if i can blow out a tire on the side of the road that might be a leak but it doesn't have to be that's a mindset thing right yeah but you Again, like I, we I all that. have to deal with shitty people
1: yeah yeah but it's it but it's on you on how you react to them or how you deal with them yeah but i think that's it's still causes, choice i think it's please.
0: I think it still causes some leaks in the bucket.
1: It could. Uh, and, again, I think that I think the, the, one of the big contributing factors to the leaks is you, is yourself. Yes. It's your bucket. It's your filter. It's that filter that you yes. built. You've yes. got to maintain that filter just like anything else, just like the pool filter that you talked about. Hey, That gets stuff in it. A filter is made yeah. to, to stop all the crap. You have to sometimes clean your filter. Yeah. When that filter gets clogged up, then it's going to stop working. We know that you're super important, Brian. Um, Or even thinking about that, or even thinking about that, that
0: everything flowing through that bucket is time. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're spending time doing things that aren't filling the bucket, then I would, let's consider that a leak. Right. So if you're, if you're on social media for fucking four hours a day, that's a leak. Yeah. If you, you know, if, 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 you're, if you have two days a weekend or two days every seven days off work mm-hmm. and you spend half of that two days watching Netflix, that's a leak.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how can you tell when your bucket is full and content? being content, I think? Uh, I think it's yeah, another quite good question coming up. Um, I think that's kind of on you and like and uh, Paul just said. It's continuous. I, your bucket's not a static thing that stays the same, nor is your filter. And it just, it, it's got a baseline. Your baseline's going to continue um, to change, to grow, to evolve. Uh, but a huge limiting factor, like you said, is time. It's proper time management. It's engineering it correctly through setting it up uh, appropriately. Uh, once you get that everything running in motion, because we only have, I like that too, you guys had said, there's 168 hours in a week. Yep. You engineer it correctly there shouldn't be a whole lot of change to it. Once you get an emotion, once you fix everything, and it should run pretty smoothly. And then when yeah. you do get a leak in there, you know, when something's off, you know,
0: and you figure out your times, right? Like you figure out what you're doing and what, um, when, when are you going to have time for yourself? When are you going to have time specifically for your spouse? When are you going to have time specifically for your family? And you know, yeah. the, the content, the question about being content is an interesting one because I've always struggled with the balance between being content, but staying hungry. Mm -hmm. Because there's a balance there. There's a balance with, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with where I am now, but Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be better tomorrow than I am today. And those two things don't, those things don't, those two things don't have to exist in a vacuum. They can exist together. I can be very happy with where I'm at now, what I have, my time with my family, but still want to improve that mm-hmm. for later.
1: Yeah. And that that just kind of made me think of, I jotted down comfort zone. Because our comfort zone, you, you was as we know, you have to get out of your comfort zone to change those things. you're hungry, that means you're going to get out of your, you have to get out of your comfort zone to achieve things. And just yes. like the bucket is going to change and evolve, you know, with the baseline. So is your comfort zone. You go through those things that we talked about, the six-day rainy trip that's just terrible, miserable, that this, this is the hardest thing have ever done, blah, blah. That's going to continue as you do those things. You bust through uh, those barriers mentally, physically. The comfort zone continues to grow. You're now more comfortable with this and more comfortable with this more comfortable with this. It's real easy to become content it, kind of in the top level of that comfort zone to where you're pushing yourself, you know, but not too much. You know, so it's it's easy to get stagnant with that. I think. Yeah. Uh, there was. Yeah, a- we and and we all have
0: we all have our simple stagnations, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I work out. You know, I work out four days a week. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, but are you improving? Yeah. You know, and and I I even get caught doing that sometimes. You know, I've been lifting for the last four months, and I'm lifting similar weights that I was lifting four months ago. Well, <laughs> then what am I doing here? You know.
1: Well, I mean, then you would have to look at where you were then and where you are now. The weight, the nutrition, the rep scheme, uh, the set, you know, the cardio, the blood pressure, all those things is what you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, 100%.
1: But, uh, yeah, it's it's easy to slip into um, how do you guys clean the filter? Um, We may have touched on it. I think it's just kind of – he said it kind of reset personally. I think that's kind of a good way to say it is realizing – Again, self-aware to self-regulate, self-reflect. How, how I don't know. Uh, how do you? How would you clean your filter?
0: So I think that I think that every time that you that you find something that is taking time, find something that is a leak in your bucket, and you get rid of the shit. I think yeah. that's cleaning the filter, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you when you delete an app off your phone because you're wasting way too much fucking time on it, or you cancel a subscription to something or you tell that person that friend that you have that is just fucking draining and you say, Hey, you know, like I love you and we've been friends since we were little kids, but your energy is negatively draining me. And I need, when you, when you call me, I need you to try to keep yourself positive because I don't want to look at the phone when you're calling and feel like I don't want to pick it up.
1: <laughs> I don't need you bring me down.
0: Yeah. And so, and that, that shit saying that shit or doing that shit, cutting out that shit is, is, is a constantly cleaning the filter.
1: Yeah. So uh, maintaining your filter. Yes. I think it's is a better way of saying it or a better way to approach it is maintain your filter rather than clean it once a month, maintain it, yeah. every maintain it every day, maintain it every time there's something that comes up where you need to
0: tossing those little fucking time goblins out of the bucket. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Grab those action. little fucking time goblins and just <laughs> chuck them out of the fucking bucket.
1: It is. It's all about self-reflection uh, and then action. You have to follow through with the action. That's a great yeah. point.
0: Yeah. And check back in with yourself because yeah. how many times do we decide that we're going to do something and we do it for a week? Yep. And then you fall apart. So yeah. fucking set a, set a reminder in your calendar. Are you still doing thing A 15 days from now? that reminder goes off. You're like, Oh, I'm an asshole. All right, I'm gonna start again. And you set another one,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, engineer, engineer yourself so that you
1: can't fuck up. And that's an accountability tool. Yeah. To set your own, to follow up with yourself. I know that I have to follow up with myself in two weeks that I need to keep on this rather than if I don't have to follow up with myself, who cares? Yeah. I think that's a great accountability tool. And again, we've talked about it with several different things. It's like, that's, there's not one just save all magic pill for anything. No, but you can find a number. Well, of there, pills. There is, there
0: is, it's work. That's yeah. the save all magic pill, fucking work. Work will work when nothing else will work. Yeah. Whether that, it's, whether it's physical work, emotional work, mental work, work is the magic pill.
1: The appropriate work. Yes. Is the magic pill. It's very yes. easy to still put in work the wrong way and not get results. Yes. So I think the appropriate directed uh, work, it, yeah, I agree. Uh, but a way that you can do that is we talked about it before. Again, lots of those little things. If I know I have to follow up myself in two weeks, set that reminder. If I know this, if I know this, don't bring the sweets in the apartment. Do these things. Yeah. It's all about stacking all of those up. Not one of them by itself is is gonna help get you exactly where you want to be.
0: But all those and things only
1: together,
0: and but, only comparing only comparing where you are right now to you yesterday. Yes. Cause you don't get to look at, you don't get to look at somebody like me who's been stacking those little things for years and go, <laughs> I'll never be there. Yeah. Well, you fucking will. Yeah. If you put in the work consistently time after time, after time, after time, after time, and you show up for yourself every day.
1: Yeah. Cause it does. It takes work. Like you said, it takes work directed the right way. It's like figuring these things out. Okay. I failed miserably there. What caused me to fail? Yes. It, and John, I, I like to write notes with a, you know, pencil in my comp books, that stuff. And just jotting things down. That's what works for me. You know what I mean? This is what failed. This is what did good. This is what I need to avoid. This is what I need to do more of. Thoughts, this and that. But it takes work on your own. It may not seem like it's nine to five, but just take some time to figure that shit out for yourself. Yeah. You know, over the years at this point, we're not young guys anymore. Uh, you're, you're a little younger still, I think, but we figure those things out. And then like, when somebody says, oh, now with that fucking attitude, not yeah. without paying attention yeah. to your failures, yeah. you're not going to. So f- start figuring it out. You don't have to figure it out right this second, but start figuring it out.
0: Yeah. Cause every journey starts with one stop.
1: Yeah. Uh, was it you? I think that last time we talked, used the analogy of like, Hey, there's that mountain. It's going to take us eight to 12 hours. That fucking hours mountain.
0: The that's my favorite analogy now.
1: It works. It, and I would say this all the time uh, is like, you know, somebody bitching about doing uh, I remember this too. This was in Afghanistan, the courtyard we used to work out in. Um, one of my buddies was doing uh, like walking, like dumbbell lunges, walking dumbbell
2: lunges. Yeah. She yeah.
1: had just a ton of them, you know what I mean? Up and down the court, like 20 million times, it just suck. But I walked up to her. I was like, you know, you know how to get these done? Oh my God, how? One step at a time. <laughs> That's yeah. how you're to get there. One okay. after another. Yeah, but it was, I wasn't trying to be funny, but I, that's the approach I take with myself. It's like, hey, one step, one rep at a time, that's going to get us through it.
0: You know how you eat an elephant?
1: One bite at a time.
0: One bite at a time.
1: Yeah. You're going to get that. It's going to be a lot. When of I heard different. that, I
0: was like, that's fucking dead on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, appreciate um, the positive. But, hey, thanks for uh, all your feedback, reality check. Um, But, yeah, start. start putting in the work on yourself. If yeah. you don't take interest in yourself, if you don't respect yourself, you don't value yourself, then why should anybody else? Yeah. I'm not going to try to go on this tangent, but I've had this conversation before many times. It's like, why? And I'll, it'll be a rhetorical question. Again, this is somebody that I'm in charge of, one of my soldiers or something like this, but huge thing that drives me nuts in text messaging is when though it, in any form, when somebody lowercases their own name, all right, like, Paul with a lowercase p. Huh. That drives me nuts. Have you ever seen, like, yeah. in the text messages? I've like, never thought of it, but now I will. Dude, it's like, if you're not going to capitalize your own name, then why should I? Yeah. You don't care enough about yourself to capitalize the first letter of your name that any freaking 12-month-old knows that you should, then why should I? If you're not, yeah. and I'm not saying this is like, oh, I'm going to treat you like a piece of crap now, but it's more of like a lesson to, like, make them think no, about it. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right back.
0: I'm still listening. All
1: right, like you said, you never thought about it. I'm trying to get them to think about it. You have to respect yourself for others too. So take that time. You know what I mean. So that's just one of the things I've noticed over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Self respect is self respect is. You're dead on. If 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 you don't respect yourself, why should anybody? Yeah. And, why, and And they and they won't because no. the people that the people that are respectful people are not going to stay in your life. And the people that want to take advantage of you will stay in your life because they can take advantage of you and they'll take advantage of you until they can't get anything from you anymore. And then they'll move on.
1: Yeah. That's it. And that by that time, your bucket's been drained a lot. Yeah. That bucket is going on broken. So, but uh, the last thing I had on there was, and we kind of touched on it was 168 hours in a week. I like that. Uh, I
0: sat down after that podcast and like wrote down like, I do this for this many hours, this for this many hours. It's it's kind of, it's an enlightening little uh, checklist to do.
1: That's a nice way of putting it, enlightening. (laughs) If I did that with my schedule right now, I don't know if enlightening is the first word I would think of for myself. Yeah. It's like, like, what are you doing? It's good. That's a great way of self-reflection. Take your last 168 hours. uh, That could be a good, kind of brings us, full circle to close the loop. That could be a great diagnostic check on the four pillars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, is there, is there time in there that you are working on every one of those yeah. four pillars?
1: Yeah. And then that can help you establish like a physically I'm killing it. These hours uh, emotionally doing really good because of these things, you know, mentally it's good or these spiritually it's lacking. That's going to give it to us right there. Now I know I need to pick those up. So I think that, yep. yeah, that can tie directly into the four pillars um, diagnostic check, so that's really good.
0: Oh, you can even do like a color coded graph, like how many hours, and then add them all up, so you can see like this much is blue and that's physical, and this much is red and that's spiritual. Like that'd be a good one.
1: I'd You're probably to wanna, do that. I'd probably want to fix my pillars a little bit before I put it in color code. Before you put it in a graph, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be a wonky table right now, man. It's like just
0: it's just one big fucking. Big fucking pillow, and then a <laughs> bunch of little ones afterwards.
1: That table is not going to hold a glass of water right now. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, dude. Uh, I'm going to do that. Appreciate it, Dustin. If you want to share with this man. Yeah, um, I think I would be very disappointed in how much time I'm wasting right now. Uh, it is very simple and profound. Simple things, and that's again kind of the overall point: is so many simple things that we can do, that we should do, that we don't do it's all about the the little things the little steps equal big gains or big losses and there's
0: and there's there's no superhuman people like when they study you know there's there's some people that are that that's IQ is all off the board mm-hmm. but when they study like the average like the middle chunk you know bottom 20% up to the top 80% right mm-hmm. like we're all pretty fucking similar yeah um But some people are accomplishing so much more than other people. And it's not because of any innate talent or God-given right. It's legitimately just you're engineered your days to accomplish more with those little things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that made me think work ethic too. Your work ethic when you're working. Yeah. You know? So that's the thing I'm trying to teach my kids right now is like take the time up front. Let's, I'm turning into my dad so much, but it's like, hey, we're going to take the time to do it right this time, and then yep. you're not going to have to mess with it again. Do it yep. right now. Take the time. Do that. Do this. That's good. It's real easy. Just do it right, and then it's done, and then we move on.
0: And let's slow down. Because yeah. why, why rush through it and have to spend three times as much time on it?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, man, that's funny. Great talk, dude. Um, we're a little over an hour. Um, I appreciate it, man. I'm really enjoying the podcast uh, again squared away i'm listening to them on spotify where else can we find
0: these? uh so so you can find them on every it's it's literally everywhere um <laughs> google podcast itunes amazon podcast stitcher spotify um if you need the link you can just type in squared away or yes. if you need the late li- if you need the links you can go to Urbnsvg dot com and just click on Squared Away Podcast and all the little individual links are right there.
1: Yeah, it's real easy to find. Uh, I'm not good with tech either, and I managed to find it. So I think everyone thought yeah. there would be all right. Well, I appreciate it, man. Um, any any closing comments or thoughts?
0: Uh, you uh, get your sleep. You wanted to. You wanted me to. You wanted me to scold you about not getting enough sleep. I think is what you said.
1: I. I don't think I elaborated that much in my text. <laughs> <laughs> you apparently are getting to know me very well at this point. Uh, cause all I said was, I think we may talk about sleeve also, but you actually nailed it dead on. Uh, <laughs> I do. Like, so I'm going to
0: send you something. and You're like, I'm going to send you something. And it might be after you go to sleep. Cause my ass goes to sleep like right now, actually like 10 yeah. minutes ago. Um, but and you're like, I don't want it to wake you up, and I'm like, motherfucker, nothing. I put my my phone goes on airplane mode.
1: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that my circadian rhythm is legit backwards. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? What circadian rhythm is?
0: Yeah, 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 hundred percent. It 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 also has to do with like certain people's certain people's pH changes at night versus day, and it could have something to do with that too. But there are some really simple resets for circadian rhythm. Ooh. You'd have to do. Yeah, you you gotta look them up. I've I've heard them, but I didn't retain them because I sleep a full night every night. <laughs> I was looking for that
1: magic pill for the sleep reset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean, uh, I gotta do it
0: no. to fix it. It was. I think it. Honest, I think one of the things was like um, being away from unnatural light. So like going camping, oh, I think no. it was like oh, like two days, like forty eight hours camping resets your circadian rhythm. I think was one of the things, or maybe it wasn't exactly forty eight hours, but. I like there that. was definitely it was definitely something about it was it was a nature thing and and letting the sun actually be your light because that's what the circadian rhythm is.
1: Yes, for those that don't know, circadian rhythm is basically any any living organism has uh, circadian rhythm. It's your design to basically when the sun is up, you are up and functioning, doing your tasks, what you need to do. When the sun is down, you are down, sleeping, resetting, recovering, doing all of those things. Um, and is actually Cro Magnon cavemans were wired for this, hardwired for that because during the daytime they were a little more safe when out there hunting, gathering, doing that stuff. Come nighttime, they were on the menu. <laughs> yes. So it was, it was very conducive for them to, to go in their cave to go to sleep, do this thing. So that's, that's all that is is your natural rhythm of when you should be up and when you should be sleeping. So yes. Yeah. I'll check into that circadian rhythm uh, reset though. I like that. But ever since I've been a kid, man, I, I function better at night and struggle during the day i struggle to go to sleep struggle to wake up i'm much more in my mental prime in the evening type of thing so it's it's not something that's recently developed it's been since i was a little kid yeah which sucks so but i'll check that out it's I, interesting i appreciate the scolding yeah i like that <laughs>
0: get your sleep get your sleep
1: so i have an accountability buddy for that now
0: it sounds good Let's- buddy
1: I appreciate it, Paul. You go get your sleep and uh, appreciate it, man. We'll talk again soon. Squared Away, check them out.